0: I think today is going to be known as the first day. In some ways, day one of the entire country actually believing that the coronavirus is real, that it's a threat, that it can impact anybody. Of course, millions of us believe that yesterday and the day before and the day before that. But when the NBA stops its entire season, And when Tom Hanks gets the coronavirus, everything comes to a stop. In so many ways, shit just got super real. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, 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 the Breakdown. Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. I do think that today is the first day of a new heightened level of awareness that the coronavirus can impact anybody, anywhere, anytime. Uh, Rudy Gobert, who is one of the star players for the Utah Jazz, was diagnosed with the coronavirus last night. And uh, my son and I, who are huge basketball fans, we were watching basketball, not that game, but we were watching basketball when they interrupted the program with another one of what I think has probably now been dozens of like Twilight Zone moments. Like, this, it's been a weird week. Like, first off, it's like, hold on, what day is it? Is this, is this just Wednesday? If, you know, it feels like so much has happened this week. And when they interrupted the program, They went over to the Utah Jazz Oklahoma City Thunder game and they had already the 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 arena was packed. People showed up in spite of the coronavirus Uh, and they had already done all the player introductions through the PA system. All the players were on the court. And in fact, uh, all the staff had cleared the court and they had the ball on the court and were about to do the jump ball right as the game is supposed to begin and a team doctor for the Utah Jazz comes running out onto the court to speak to the referees. Now we know to explain to them that Rudy Gobert and potentially other players for the Utah Jazz had the coronavirus and had symptoms for the coronavirus. Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. He had been playing. All week, he had been interacting with media the, the entire week. There's a horrible video, and in some ways, I feel bad for Rudy Gobert because I think he'll be known for this forever. He's a an NBA all-star. Just a few days ago, he was doing a press conference, and uh, they were asking him questions about the coronavirus. And here we, here we are, Rudy Gobert, who has the coronavirus, being not, he's now going to be thought of as a horse's ass. He's known to be a very nice guy, but being an idiot starts wiping his hands on all the microphones and wiping his hands all over the table just like, yeah, 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 coronavirus what. I mean, like clearly uh <laughs> you know, causing his germs to be everywhere on purpose just kind of mocking like, yeah, right, I would ever get the coronavirus. The dude is a big, strong, tough guy and he he absolutely had the coronavirus. And the referees come running out onto the court. I mean, the doctors come running out onto the court. The referee then stops the tip off, and they stop the game and call off the game. There were other games that were underway that they finished, and they were supposed to start. The NBA was supposed to start what we then learned would be the final game maybe for the season the NBA then announced after the Utah Jazz Oklahoma City Thunder debacle that they were suspending the season which is not just catastrophic for NBA fans it is catastrophic like it's one of my few uh you know, recreations is watching the games. My son and I are in a competitive fantasy basketball league going against each other every single day. It's not just that. That's petty. All right. It is a, an American form of entertainment and recreation. I, my mind first went to the athletes and, and I first started thinking about the Lakers and LeBron James and all the effort and energy they had put into this season there in first place. They are on a roll right now, and I just thought, like, oh my god! I know dozens of players in the league, and they've put their heart and soul into this. They are now in the toughest part of the season, just as as the the press for playoffs for the playoffs begin, and just to have it ended like that, I couldn't believe it. But then I started thinking about. All of the concession stand workers, all the parking attendants, all the hourly employees who really only get paid when they go to work for games and how all of them are now going to be out of their salary. The NBA announces it's suspending the entire season, something we've never seen in the history of American sports for some type of infectious virus to halt an NBA season is unprecedented. But they said that they were going to play the final game, that nobody that they knew there had coronavirus symptoms. It was going to be uh, the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Sacramento Kings. And uh, my son and I said, okay, let's watch this. This might be the final game that we get to watch in a very long time. And uh, the teams themselves just said, no, we're not playing. And it was devastating for the fans who were there. There were kids crying in the arena. And, and, it, and it just was a surreal moment, like, oh, wow. These guys who are the healthiest, toughest people in the country physically um, don't feel safe going out onto the court. And in some ways, it reminded me of that moment. I'm not comparing one for one the coronavirus to HIV and AIDS, but it reminded me of that horrible, painful moment of when players would not play with Magic Johnson's like, nah, I'm not playing this game. And popular players, beloved players was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. And it was a heartbreaking, horrible moment in our nation's history with a, a grave misunderstanding of HIV. This is different. I understand it's it's a it's a super flu in some ways. But, you know, our nation's lack of understanding just caused the the players for the final game to just say, "Nah, we're not playing. Many of them had uh, had not none of them had played against Rudy Gobert. But a referee in that game had just refed Rudy Gobert in a previous game. And so they just said, "Nah, we're going to we're going to stop the game. And while all of that was going on, we learned that. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita, had both tested positive. Tom posted it on his Instagram account. They were in Australia, and they had both tested positive for the coronavirus. Not that they had come into contact with people. They had it. And I think in that moment, the combination of Rudy Gobert having it The NBA season, the the entire season being indefinitely suspended until further notice. Earlier in the day, the NCAA announced that they were going to continue with their March Madness tournament, but that no fans were allowed. And then Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson now have the coronavirus. Tom Hanks is in some ways like as American as apple pie. Uh, My family loves Tom Hanks. We love his movies. We love Toy Story. You know, my teenage daughter, Kendi, is a huge, huge Tom Hanks fan and always has been her entire life. And this idea that these people of privilege, like let me call it for what it is, like these wealthy people of privilege now have the coronavirus, Rudy Gobert, Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, that people have it who don't even fit the definition of marginalized people, don't fit the definition of people who are necessarily at risk. I think it successfully freaked the country out. And while all of that was going on, while the NCAA said no fans are going to be allowed to attend the games, which again is devastating on five or six different levels. The money from the NCAA tournament is vital to college. Basketball is vital to many colleges. The the money is vital to the cities that host those tournaments. Now, I read that the losses will be in the billions of dollars, not just in Ticket sales and ad sponsorships and all that stuff that's gone, but also in all the revenue from hotel hotel rooms and restaurants and all the things that people spend in all the cities that planned on hosting games, and again, all of the people who work those games, not the not the coaches and the millionaires and, and everybody else, but the everyday people who clean, who clean those stadiums, who do the parking, who do the food and concessions, who who are the ticket takers and all of that. How, what are they going to do? How are they going to pay their bills? And in the midst of all of that, the man that is the American president, I like it. It's still, this many years later, painful and difficult to say. Donald Trump, the man who is the president of the United States, has, a, I guess you would call it a speech. It was horrible where he offers no quality substantive solutions. Again, he's robotic because he can only read from the teleprompter without being like a, a, a total, total idiot. Without the teleprompter, he goes immediately into racism and bigotry and sexism and xenophobia. Like he, without the teleprompter, he, go, he devolves immediately into insults and harassment if you allow him to freestyle, he becomes like bigot 101. From the teleprompter, he's just an idiot. And his response is is that the United States is banning all travel to and from Europe. And that it started immediately and that it included uh, goods and and shipping and everything. And then just an hour later, people saw the executive order, and it did not ban travel from all of Europe. It did not ban travel even for most American citizens, and it did not ban all goods and services, like even the announcement that he made, which then sent the European Union into a frenzy, then sent the airline industry into a frenzy. And all the people that work for those industries And the nations all over the European Union were saying, hold on, hold on. You didn't even talk with us about this. Like we didn't even have an email or a phone call from you. Has now sent the stock market tumbling again. It has lost 11 years of growth in the past month and most of that in the past week in great part to this man's incompetence. And I, I believe we will hold yesterday as the day that the nation fully understood not just the gravity of the coronavirus, we should have already understood it, at the point in which the chief of staff of the president of the United States was quarantined, at the point in which Ted Cruz was quarantined like at that point in which we saw a hundred thousand people get it all over the world, we should have already understood it, but that's not how that's not how life works in this country. You know, I often say that the United States has many gods, and one of the gods of the United States is sports. our nation loves it our 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 citizens worship their sports teams. And at the moment in which an NBA athlete gets it and they suspend the season, it was as if God got the coronavirus. (laughs) And at the, you know, at the moment in which capitalism is impacted, money is another God in this country, and people's 401ks and investments are tumbling, their retirement accounts are tumbling out of control spiraling out of control at the moment in which people are going to grocery stores and convenience stores and drug stores and can't get basic supplies. I just watched a video of a woman fighting people over toilet paper. And on one level we say it's funny. It's not funny. Hell, people need toilet paper. Like what are you supposed to do without it? It's crazy that we're in this position but in some ways, people are comparing it to people fighting over Christmas toys. that no, that's not what this is. People are fighting over basic essentials that are selling out all over the country. My own family, we've tried everything we could just to buy disinfectant wipes. They don't exist. We can't find them. We can't find the sprays and chemicals that we look look for just to properly clean the house or clean our office. And so now we're faced with a virus and what the World Health Organization yesterday officially declared as a global pandemic, we're faced with this and having to come to grips with the reality that we don't have an earnest, prepared, sincere leader as president of the United States. It's a catastrophe. Oh, it's a lot. And I know it's a lot for you. Um, I want you to understand that I'm watching closely, uh, trying to figure out what are the best ways that we can advocate for smart policies and smart intervention. Trump is already trying to use this as an opportunity for tax cuts, which is not what Americans need. People are going to need way more than that. And a tax cut is not going to help somebody who now is out of a job and, and I'll close with this. As we think about all the workers at the arenas for all the events that are being canceled, it's not just that. All of those people lose their pay, but several articles just came out this morning of mass layoffs in multiple industries. The restaurant industry is struggling stores all over the country that aren't just selling basic items are struggling I have a, a book that comes out on April 21st. I talked to my book publisher yesterday. Bookstores across the country are struggling. People aren't going out. People aren't buying cars. People aren't. It's like, well, I don't worry so much about auto industry executives, but I'm worried about the men and women who work on car lots who just make a percentage of their sales. And what's a tax cut going to do for them? There's another way. For them to support the wealthy and the rich. It's foolishness. So we need to be advocating in this moment. Smart policies. Paid medical leave. My God, we need that. Paid family leave. Paid medical leave. Universal paid sick days. Universal health care. Medicare for all. And so much more. Listen. This thing is serious. I want you to take care of yourself the best you can. My heart goes out to each and every one of you as we face this down. I'm watching closely. We're watching closely on ways that we can support each other. All right? I've got to run. I love and appreciate each of you. Of course, thank you to the entire staff of the North Star, and the Breakdown Podcast, our podcast director, Lissandra, our senior producer, Willis, our social media director, Micah, and our entire team. We love and appreciate each of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. the break,